the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Don't make any big noises, squirrel, when you see a rat or a cockroach. You don't make any big noises. And if you're quiet and you watch the cockroach, they'll bring you to the nest where all the cockroaches are. That's what you do when you hear a number come out of the government. Then you follow the cockroach. Now, let's play a little investigation, shall we? In honor of Beretta. So, unemployment numbers come out today. And they're surprisingly good. Hmm. In fact, they want you to believe the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Liars. That more people are working in this government, in this country, more now than ever before. record setting record. And they don't want you to know that in one month, 46,000 mopes were hired by the government. 46,000 mopes hired by the government. Now, the way that labor numbers used to be calculated, when this country had any sense of integrity or right, they understood that those employed by the government, although there may be value, and that's argumentative at best, they are what's called a liability in the form of the economy because it takes tens of thousands of tax dollars to uh, taxpayers to pay 46,000. It takes millions of taxpayers. To pay those 46,000 employees their salary, their in benefits, their, their, their unemployment insurance, and every guts on ghoul the government makes you carry. So just one of those, one will take down 15 of you. Maybe even 150, depends on how much people pay in taxes, to give you an idea. But now the numbers are so cooked, they can't figure out why banks are closing. How does a bank close with no notification? In fact, just yesterday, the opening stock price of that particular bank that is worth dust today, that should be zero, as the government came in and seized it, just the day before it was $190, the year high, $600. How could that be? After all, the government has 22,495,000 people working for it in all their little nooks and cranny like roaches, just hiding in cupboards, hoping nobody notices them. I notice them, you freaking frauds. And guess what? That amount of people we have in the government, that's not the high. Do you know when the high was, Squirrel? The year after Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. Obama took over the government. Because what these Democrat frauds like to do is destroy things and then pretend they're achieving something. So they could pretend, oh, it's not that bad. We've got all these people working, and they don't want you to know 
at that time, in the year 2010, there were 22,996,000 people working for the government in one form or another from your all the governments that, you know, the layer on top of layer on top of layer. You know who they are. They're driving around hoping nobody sees them as they gain 30 pounds a week. In the meantime, it has a ramification. There's a canary in the coal mine. And that canary in the coal mine is in the year 2023, banks don't shut down like it's 1929. Or do they? A major development in the banking world. The FDIC just reported that California regulators shut down Silicon Valley Bank, a big lender out in California, after reporting a loss of over $1 billion. The stock, the day before, opened up at nearly $200. And you closed? You closed. Here's how you know it was a bad sign. Apparently, Jim Cramer said they were a buy last month. That lying government fraud that he is. Years of a run on this bank. People wondering if they should have PTSD into 2008. What's going on here? Yeah, this really is an earthquake, especially for the tech community. Silicon Valley Bank dropped by 60% yesterday alone. We just learned today that California regulators have shut this lender down. This is the Biggest failure since 2008. It's actually the second biggest failure ever since Washington Mutual in uh, September of 2008. This is a major lender to tech startups. Um, The FDIC says that insured depositors, they will have full access to insured deposits. Insured? You know why they keep saying insured? Because that only insures you up to 125,000, maybe 250, depending on how you hold the account. If you hold it in joint tenancy or not. This is a fracking calamity, a calamity. But how could it be? They keep telling me how great they are at things. And while we still have more to do, and there may be setbacks along the way, inflation is now down 30% from what it was this summer. Notice how they play with word games. From what, 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 what portion of it, stupid? Hey, stupid, that you've never had a fracking job in your miserable life. Back when you could tie your own shoes, remember your address. Never had a fracking job. When you say you know, or, or inflation is the lowest it's been since this summer. I remember. I was a kid, and I remember watching my grandfather throw things at the wall as he watched you Democrats scourge lie. But back then, it was an old peanut farmer who was good for nothing. By the way, how's Jimmy Carter doing, squirrel? Laying on a bed like a guppy out of water? Ah, gee, I hope he makes it. In the meantime, I remember who saved it. When we measure how harshly these years of inflation, lower productivity, and uncontrolled government growth have affected our lives, we know we must act and act now. We must not be timid. We will restore the freedom of all men and women to excel and to create. We will unleash the energy and genius of the American people, traits which have never failed us. Oppose that to what you hear from these Marxist scoundrel, that 80% of them are affirmative action dimwits. Where's my Celia Rouse? She fits the bill, stupid. It is the 19th largest bank in the U.S. It went down in about 40 hours. What do you say to Americans who have real concerns today about their hard-earned savings and money? Yeah, absolutely. And this is why we have the FDIC and other safeguards in place in our banking system. And what I would say to them is that our Secretary of the Treasury, uh, Secretary Yellen, the bank regulators, those who provide the guardrails and are safeguarding are, are closely watching and are prepared to use the tools that they need. They're doing nothing. 
but destroying the effects of Viagra. That's what Janet Yellen is doing. Nothing. She stops in Congress and puts lipstick on a pig, and here's what it sounds like. Our administration will continue to build on the actions we've taken to expand supply and provide cost relief in areas like energy and health care. Hey, dimwit. Those things have never been more expensive. Hey, dimwit, there has never been this many people on welfare, and simultaneously the government wants me to believe there's never been this many people working? Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? Viagra Slayer, Dutch boy, freak. These actions have made a meaningful difference for American families. (laughs) So if you think they're going to reverse course, if you think one day they're going to pull their head out of their ass and do the right thing, you are sadly... Sadly mistaken. They're going to do something okay. And uh, and on top of that, uh, the, what they're really f- focused on, I saw here, we'll g- I, I shouldn't get into all this now, but is uh, it's kind of Let the dementia kick surprised me. They uh, they want to make sure we don't have enough IRS agents. You know those IRS agents we had? They're going to check on the accounts of the super wealthy, which require a lot of accounting. Here's who they never checked on, you creepy, child-sniffing freak in a diaper. They're never going to check on any of the LLCs with Rosemont Seneca Falls, your crack-smoking, whoremongering pig son, white trash that you and him are. They're never going to check on anything your brother's got. Oh, no, 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 because the IRS is running cover for your your mafia. You're true La Cosa Nostra. That's who they're going to do. So you're going to release them on the good people instead of releasing the good people to do what we know we can do, what we have done in the past. As soon as we get every moron rat Democrat out of office. To the Congress of the United States, I extend my hand in cooperation, and I believe we can go forward in a bipartisan manner. I found a real willingness to cooperate on the part of Democrats and members. Oh, but Ronnie. Back then, you were being made fun of by a young Joe Biden. It was before the technology of head of hair plugs where he looked completely ridiculous. Back then, you remember, you called him an idiot, and you were right then. Bipartisan is getting along with wretched scum. There is no bipartisan because they don't embrace your ideas of setting the people free. They embrace the idea of Karl Marx, of stealing, extorting, intimidating, censoring. Those days of the old Democrats, they're long gone. ...of my own party, to my colleagues in the executive branch of government and to all federal employees, I ask that we work in the spirit of service. Spirit of service. I like that part, Squirrel. You know why? It reminds you that Cecilia Rouse, broad in the shoulders, ugly in the face, she works for me and you. So, hey, manhands... Shut your mouth and answer the question with integrity. How about you, Jennifer Granholm? What are you good at? Absolutely nothing except embarrassing yourself and the fruit of your husband's loins. It is an existential threat. Do you care about climate change? Do you care about the future for you, for your children? Do you want to know how we can solve it? Through cool technology? I've got a very snappy Prezi that I'm going to be Snappy Prezi? How can anybody turn that down? So Because you're a crook. You're an idiot. You're destroying our country. And then you have the testicle fortitude to pretend you're not. A lot of agents to look at it. (laughs) They want to get rid of them. No, no, no. I want the agents, the existing agents that work for me. Hey, stupid. 
Get out of the cubicle, get out of the whorehouse, get off of Las Vegas and get out of your ass and go and check out Rosemont Seneca Falls. I want you to audit every single LLC with the name Biden on it. I want you to audit every LLC with a name that even sounds like Biden. What do you say we do that? And then we could do plenty. Penny Pritzker, and then we could do Richard J. Daly. Let's go down the list of scumbags. It'll take you all the way to Schmuck Schumer, and then tell me how his idiot kids work for Silicon Valley companies that lost billions in the bank today, and how you missed it with your 22 million morons all sitting on your ass doing absolutely nothing except waiting for retirement. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, to listen to these idiots comment on the economy. I, I, honestly. And then, why do you even ask them questions? Are you ever going to get the truth out of these lying idiots? Here's Gina Raimondo. What was she? Oh, she was the, the governor of uh, Rhode Island. Oh, she must know about the economy. Let's put her in a very important position. What do you say, Squirrel? Why not? We got the idiot Fetterman pretending he's a senator. Gina Raimondo's like Socrates next to that idiot. The United, I want to be also clear, though. The United States does not seek to decouple from China. Uh, is it decouple or uncouple? Why do I think un is the right word? Eh, what do I know? English was a terrible subject for me. Nor does it seek a technological decoupling from China. What we seek to do is ensure that certain technologies... Which ones? Hey, 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 Gina. Which ones, dummy? Because uh, what tech, where aren't there technologies? Where in our government? Are they in our servers? Hmm. Who owns the servers? Who built the servers? Where are the chips from that are in the servers? Hey, Gina, Gina, I know the Democrat idiots that vote for you because you're a woman. Hear you roar, and you're a Democrat. They don't give a rip about any of this stuff. But you're dragging down the good people in the country. Your ghettos are already used to your kind of foolishness and nonsense. But the rest of the nation really doesn't want to be like the south side of Chicago. The United States is ahead. And where China's explicit strategy is to have these technologies and, uh, and deploy them God. in the Chinese military apparatus. Those are technologies that what? we have. Hey, dummy. 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 We've been spending $800 billion a year since Bill Clinton was thought to be a decent husband. And uh, since that time, China's been getting all the keys to the castle. And Bill Clinton is a direct reason, as most of your Democrats and some Republicans are. I mean, not just the Republicans that are married to the Chinese shipping heiresses. By the way, how's, how, how's he doing? Old lady faced Mitch McConnell in his head that he tried to imitate a yard dart yesterday. How's he feel? Good? Who gives a rip? can't decide who I want to go first, him or Carter. I've uh, used export controls to ban the sale of to China. So we enjoy trade with China. The vast majority of trade with China uh, is in benign products. And that What's a benign product? You mean like a Mickey Mouse, like a little Walmart thing where the Walmarts are closing in all your Democrat areas? What do you mean like that? What do you mean, Gina Raimondo? That will and should continue. So this oh. isn't about decoupling. No, no, no. 
What is it about? It's about the Democrats sabotaging our economy. It's about the Democrats sticking to exactly what they need to do. Backdoor nationalize everything. It's about the Biden crime family and every lobbyist connected to these idiot Democrat whores thriving. Right? Yes, I think that I think I am right. It's just like uh, where was the clip of the of the lobbyist here? Is this uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? People have to understand we're in a, we're in a totalitarian no, surveillance no, no. state right now. This Every is the guy day. who worked for the CIA and now tells us about the totalitarian state. That's not good either. George Naperville. Sean, uh, I have a concern and then a quick question. Uh, your listeners are worried. Robert Blake's passing upset you. Uh, I know your life's in that. I know your life's a natural high, but we imagine you sipping aspirin spiked root beers all night like Blake's character in Cold Blood. No, no, no. I did Sean? try. I did watch a little. I did watch in Cold Blood. I watched a little bit, but I have my girls with me, and they're making fun of me, so I only watched about a half hour of it. And then I went. Well, for here's what we walk. want you to but do. I slept for three hours last night. I did good. We want you to listen to the theme song from Beretta. Keep your eye on the sparrow and stay strong like Beretta in his black T-shirt. Oh, and then my question much. is: yeah. Is your beautiful wife still with us? Oh yeah. Why would she not be? Oh, I hope so. Thank you. Why, thank you. <laughs> Why would she not be? Uh, Jim and Crown Point. Hey, Jim. hey, Sean. During the Obama administration, when he was destroying small and medium-sized local banks, wasn't this the too-big-to-fail model that he was uh, saying would work? What's shocking is that this slips away without any information. What is the information that would cause a bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, that was a valued stock at one time of $600, just two days ago, $200? What was the big information that sucked all the money out? Anybody? Anybody? That means the loans aren't being paid. The the multi-hundred million dollar loans not being paid. Now, here's the other thing. That bank was held by individual big players and companies. You're only insuring them for $250,000? These internet companies, that's, that might be a half a day expense exactly. to them. How much money did this really cost? And you'll never know, because these idiots who run our government want you to believe that the economy is doing good. And that's the and part that much, in, drives me insane. We are on the, much the verge of, of insolvency as a nation. Insolvency. And it's, it, it, I'm uh, telling you, the only difference between us and that bank is that bank was smaller by a little bit. And they probably had better assets than we have. Thank you very much. It's ridiculous. And nobody wants to talk about it. There's not, I don't see a news story on it. It's like a blurb. When a bank shutters, when the government comes in and seizes a bank, I mean, I guess you could wait a couple years and then the people elect the players who made those decisions, like Alexei Janoulis. How you doing? How you doing? Never, never got him down. Never got him thrown in jail. Or his brother. I think the brother still he went on to go back into banking. He's doing great now. Why not? His brother's the Secretary of State of the most mobbed up state in the country. Uh, Jim and Lyle. John, I just got in the car and I heard from your uh, screener that you opened with the Silicon Valley Bank story, and that's what I'm calling about. Good. I, I see. I see that uh, Representative Eric Swalwell is already tweeting that he's going to work with his California colleagues to try to make sure that depositors of $250,000 and bigger are not. So wait a minute, just so I get this straight, hang on a minute. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Swalwell, that's Swalwell? He's going to work on it? Yes. That, oh, I, yes, I hope he doesn't Swalwell. eat before the meeting. He's very gassy, well, always stupid, that chance, corrupt but, son of a dog. But to me, 
to me, that's just their donor class. They're protecting their donor class. Silicon Valley Bank closes is earth shattering. That would be, I mean, if you were to go back in time, it's huge. That's freaking huge. Huge. You know the money? You know the companies? You know the money that was seized? I mean, there are companies right now that have payrolls that are 250,000 a day. Their money was all seized when they shut the bank. Now what? And I and nobody's covering it. It's huge. These idiots. That's because the world is full of idiots. Take a look at anybody they've elected in the last three years. Thank you very much, Jim and Lyle. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I'm woman. Hear me roar. By the way, did you hear what Jane Fonda said on the viewers from? It's funny you play that clip. I remember Jane Fonda. I remember when my relatives got back from Vietnam, they couldn't stand that communist sympathizing rat that she is. She's got a big, thanks to plastic surgery, she's got a big uh, upswing now. I think she's like 98. Uh, but due to plastic surgery and those duck lips, and they keep shooting her full of that plastic, she's uh, somehow on a Netflix special. Well, she was on The View with Lily Tomlin, who was a lot funnier way back when Carol Burnett was doing Tarzan. Um, and Jane Fonda just proved to all of my uncles who hated her in the 60s exactly right, the communist sympathizing whore that she is. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what the- She sounds like Joe Biden looks, doesn't she? She sounds rough. Well, I'm guessing she was screaming a lot throughout her life mainly in the back seat. That feels like we know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. I mean, this is just the argument of the stupid. Hey, stupid, you can go to the states that are friendly to killing the babies like Illinois. Go there, kill your baby, young or small, big or tall, fat and stupid, whatever you want. We'll kill them. The women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking, yeah. and, and and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's the truth. Very, very it, it is. Now, 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 the other dimwit said she's going to get a Nobel Prize. Wrong. She means, squirrel, she means a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, listen to what Jane Fonda says through her fake teeth that are drilled into her head. I'm not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a... Do you hear what she said? Murder? You mean other than the baby you're willing to kill? Tramp? Yeah, here, here. Miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say no, 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 no. Oh, God. Now, 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 Joy Behar, whose husband likes when she works almost as much as Janet Yellen's husband, as they both twirl hookers around in their penthouse. That's oh, you don't know. They'll pick up on that. And yeah, just that's the it. worst. She's Joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about <laughs> By the way, honey, you haven't had to worry about getting knocked up since when Ronald Reagan was a governor. What the hell are you worried about there, dust bucket? Absolutely nothing. All right, now we get a lot of government employees who listen to the show, and I, I have a relative. I have relatives who are government employees. I didn't mean all of you, but everybody takes it personal. Miss Marie, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hi. Well, I guess you said it. I'm sitting here at 20 to 5, and I'm still working hard. Why? 
What are you doing? The, your boss has start, been at the Holiday Inn with two hookers <laughs> since noon. What the hell are you doing? Oh, well, she's a woman, so that would really be interesting. Sure. Um, what did you think? Boss. Lori Lightfoot went to the went to the hotel on eighty three in Elmhurst because she oh. liked the buffet. Come on, women do it too. Okay. All right, very good. All right, then, as long as you don't mean all of us. Not all the others. Like every other, like every other thing, lawyers, doctors. Profession. There's always yes. a third that are great. The other two thirds normally suck. So you're you know, the third I had that's a, great. A, an older man, he's uh, gone, God rest his soul. He said there's, you know, I said something about, you know, you got, you got to hear both sides of the story. He said, no, there's three sides of the story. I said, what? Yeah. He said there's um, her side, his side, and then there's the truth. That's a wise man. So there. Wise man. And that kind he of was. wisdom is dead. <laughs> if he would have been a senator, yeah. he would have lived to 200 years old. In the meantime, he, thank he you was, very much. He, he was born in the very early 1990s and fought in World War II. So, yes, very wise man. Oh, 1890s. Here's what I want you to I, I, I just want to clarify this. So you're in a government job, in a government building, and you have my show on the radio. Is that correct? No, no, I'm at home. Oh, damn it. Damn it! I'm working from so I don't get I don't get to hear you except when I'm driving home at about five thirty. I don't oh. get to hear you on on Wednesdays. All right, because I was hoping there's an IRS agent with his tub of Gestapo <laughs> listening to me, well, and maybe just one of them will say, "Why did we never look into that Rosemont Seneca? Why don't we ever look at an LLC with a congressman or a senator or a president's mm-hmm. name on it?" Because I'd still mm-hmm. like somebody to look at Barack and Michelle's tax returns. I remember when he was three months yeah. late on a Chrysler 300 with a credit score of 500. How the hell's he worth all this money? But in the meantime, Miss Marie, mm-hmm. you stay strong. You too. All right. Thank you very Take much. Care. It's nice to see, huh? There's always a third. Always a third. And in the meantime, let's get back to SVC. Here was the first canary in the coal mine that there may be a problem with the 16th largest bank that as recently as December had $175 billion in in deposits in in December. The ninth best performer year-to-date is SVB Financial, don't you want? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been mistakenly concerned about. SVB is the old Silicon Valley Bank. Recently bought one of our favorite research firms, Boffett Nathanson, and it's become less dependent upon private equity and venture capitalist offerings. Wait a second. Those dried up last year, they could come back. Yes, some of them come back here with the stock directly affects an oversold position. The stock was the fourth worst performer in 2022. I think the fears were not justified, and it's a very compelling situation. And by the way, long-term private equity venture capital. They're not going away. Being the banker to these invest, immense pools of capital has always been a very good business. Stock's like every Democrat gypsy swindler. When they talk like this real fast, blah, 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 they're lying. Jim Cramer works directly for the as a propagandist for both the CIA and the government in general. Jim Cramer says buy it, sell it. If he says sell it, buy it. He's the perfect hedge of stupidity. And he looks ridiculous, that old man bald with no hair on the top and on the sides. Shave your head, moron. Cream Puff Jim. Here's a guy who knows fashion. When's the last time you had pants on? Uh, you know, it's funny that uh, I got Bermuda's on now. But, uh, of course you do. I, I, I went on to Florida. I rented a car. Anyway, oh, you're going to drive to Florida. Have... You better be in a truck, kid. No, no kidding. Right. Anyway, I was going to say that I saw Fox News. They all took the stands of their entertainment. This is entertainment, which is strange to me because I, I can't, you know, I've never watched it, but 
I guess I got to tune in. I, they must be pretty good entertainers. I know that's, Joseph. That's what happens. That's what happens when you threaten to sue them. Like everybody who just lost their ass by listening to this Jim Cramer, if they wanted to sue him, he could say, I'm just entertainment. Who would believe a moron that looks like me? Who would believe any moron that votes for Democrats? Who would believe it? I'm just well, an well, entertainment. That's, that's what I mean. Well, it's, all, it's all entertainment. That's it's all, all it is. is that's right. Let me ask you something. Are you entertained by this dimwit in diapers in the White House? Are you having the time of your life? Oh, I, or I, do I, you I, wish I, that the I, vice I, president I, I, was in, this, in, the, in the pad by Jim giving you the old lap dance the way she used it? No, 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 no. Give me an Irish Catholic any day of the week, guys, Sean. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. There were never a your there's car. Only, your there's car was never only been three. The there's only been three. That's Riel Smith, uh, Jack Kennedy, and this yeah. guy. Yeah, there's there was never any Irish Catholic guys at the dollhouse. Never. They were parking them. They were stacking them three at no. a time. Please, you know how many hookers you put through college? You don't fool me, kid. Jim in South Elgin. How you doing, my friend? hookers through college. Hi, Jim. All right, man. Calling you from remote location, San Pedro Sula, Honduras. Oh, nice. Um, well, it's nice, but there's some stuff here. But I just wanted to say before. Jim, like girl, Jim, Jim likes girls who don't understand currency exchange rates, so they never ask for anything above a 50. Go ahead, Jim. Well, maybe 100, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, people just need a little history. Years ago, when he was president, uh, through the L'Oreal Space Company, uh, got a lot of campaign donations, and those people gave the Chinese uh, the rockets, science that they have today. And also, uh, speaking of things down here in, in Honduras, there's yes. been some scuttlebutt. This leftist government, they might somehow implement a system of taking property where people have more than two or three properties. Jim, that's not good houses. for you. I mean, that, 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 well, I only that, have one, but... Yeah, that five-bedroom beachside estate, I mean, you could lose significantly. You know, your 27000 it took you to buy in that third-world country, couldn't you? <laughs> I don't want to see you get paid. Now, when you walk down to the, st the street, do they yell at you, hey, El Gordo? What do they call you? What's the nickname? They say, hey, I mean, <laughs> Yes, all right. Well, listen, you take care of yourself and keep your head on a swivel. You're still safer than you would be in Chicago, but it's not utopia. And I hope right. to God your new wife down there never learns there's a dollar amount more than 50. Thank you very much, Jim. South Elgin, I appreciate it very much. 312 642 5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. What are the ramifications of the, of the 16th largest, largest bank in the country? This is not some corner bank where there's 2,000 people in a small neighborhood. This is a huge story. Huge. What are the ramifications? It's not every day that we have a bank failure, Gene. So I do wonder if you wor worry as an economist about potential spillover effects, e even, if it, even if it is unique in terms of right. their deposit base and their, their venture capital exposure, about tighter lending standards for the rest of the financial system, which is already... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean tighter lending standards? Boy, that would benefit a lot of people, wouldn't it? That would benefit a lot of people. But they're always, what about all the regulations you had since uh, 08? What about the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of employees that are supposed to audit? What, how did this slip through the cracks? Hey, Dimwit, how did it slip through the cracks? It's been happening on the back of, of deposits that have been falling. What about Jim Cramer? 
four weeks ago telling everybody, individuals, hedge funds, buy it. It's fine. It looks great. What about that? Pass the buck and then act surprised. Drew in Naperville. Hey, Sean. Uh, my guess is, hey, you know, I'm I'm looking at this and thinking, all right, who took a huge financial hit recently in, you know, in the past quarter or whatever? And the only thing that I'm seeing is FTX. And the Silicon Valley Bank, were they over leveraged? Here's the other thing. Were they lending on collateral that was FTX? This is a lot of different a lot of different questions. But more importantly, how did number I have two questions. How did this go so quickly without any indication? The government had no idea. And why in the world would a would a host on a financial station pick this bank out of pretty much obscurity to the general public and then tell them to buy it when it was two hundred dollars a share after it had fallen from six hundred dollars? This to pump, smells to, to prop like, it up exactly. So the important people could get out, the pigeons could come in. And you, call, and you crush the bank. There's not a connected Democrat donor that lost one fracking dollar. And I don't care if he had a billion dollars in the bank in, in last month. That's what I hate about it. It's a fracking inside deal. It's a scam, and I could smell it a thousand miles away. Thank you very much. When Drew. you've got, go ahead. What do you got? What are you going to say? When when you've got when you've got Eric Swalwell coming out and saying we're going to make our all the depositors whole. Yeah, it stinks to high heaven. You know what, Drew? You know what you just made me think of. What if some of those depositors are Chinese communist businessmen? Wouldn't that be something? Oh, I wonder. Yes. <laughs> Fang Fang working like Kamala Harris way back in the 90s. Thank you very much, Drew. You don't fool us, you rat crooked bastards. You don't fool us. The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial. Don't you want this company's a ninth greatest performer. Huh. You look as if you, every time you open your mouth, you look as stupid as you do in the mirror. Mitchell displays. You know the difference between JFK and Bill Clinton? JFK actually paid his uh, prostitutes. Why Bill Clinton just raped them? You know oh, when Jackie on But um, bum. You got to wait for the rim the shot. Team. You got to you got to leave it in there. And then in the meantime, you got to remember, JFK didn't need hookers. Bill Clinton is yeah, the reason had, the prices went. Come on, I could do this. He had multiple. He had multiple, he had to be put on basically multiple different antibiotics and other type of drugs just to keep off the STD. Oh, you're talking about JFK. And when Jackie Onassis, or yeah. when Jackie married well, Onassis, you, you, the only you're really thing she stuck said on was, this JFK thing. Yes, I know. He was a whoremonger. His wife was a drug addict. He was a drug addict. And I know right. the government killed him. I'm all in on it. In the meantime, I'm more interested in the Bill Clinton, Al Gore. Al Gore got caught with a hooker in a hotel. And when he was caught, he said she was aligning his chakra. There are tens of thousands of men right now that got caught with massage car in a massage parlor that are wishing they thought as fast on their feet. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. There's something that really caught my attention. I heard about that uh, bank uh, earlier today, and, that, and um, somebody said something that that bank was really how, you know, huge and the main thing. High rollers with the with the digital money and the bitcoins and all this kind of uh, stuff and that thing was huge and everything. Yeah, now, but don't take glee in that because there were a lot of people your age who had their retirement in hedge funds and those hedge funds also held stock in it. What happens now? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. that no, I don't take any joy in that. I'm saying that this blasted bank 
this ain't like some little, uh, you know, and you know it, you've been talking about it, like some little bank down the road, you know, down the street in the neighborhood or something. Man, this thing was gigantic. There is something really, really fishy about this whole thing, and I wonder if we'll ever find out what was well, going on. It also Bobby proves I that did. 90% of the banking regulations, the new ones from Dad Frank, they're there to prevent competition. They don't do jack. And 90% of these auditors in the bank business are in on the scam, parked in a forest preserve, probably backed in. Rick, Highland, Indiana. Hi. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Thanks for making it. The bank is has a lot of depositors who are small businesses that work out of Silicon Valley. They're working with... Uh, um, the internet and the um, yeah. AI, and they're not going to be able to get through. Of course, uh, you bankrupted the small guys. And here's the other question, Rick: How many of those new accounts were told everything was fine as recently as three days ago? And do you think Bill Gates lost five dollars? I'd say no, because he's connected to La Cosa Nostra. He's a Democrat donor. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I do not have the pleasure of knowing my next guest, but I can tell from his resume I would like him. Tell you what, being an Illinois Republican... It's like being part of Jim Cramer's investment club. You pay for bad information and bad circumstances. My next guest is a representative of the Illinois Freedom Caucus. He's the secretary and treasurer. He's an Illinois state rep. He has more than two decades of military experience. He's retiring as a U.S. Army major. And his name is Dan Calkins. Dan uh, is trying to make Illinois part of the rest of America where you have certain unalienable rights, although I think Dan's a little behind the times. I think Dan might not be aware Mike Madigan's still running that mafia, but I hope I'm wrong. Dan, how are you? I'm great, Sean. Thanks for uh, having me on today. It's good to be with you. I want to give you and all of the good people still trapped in Mike Madigan's plaything, Mike Madigan's social club, all the opportunity I can to beat it back. But as you look at that body of buffoons, who make up the state reps. As you see, Chris Welch, Mike Madigan's hand puppet. When he brushes his teeth, does Mike Madigan get a manicure the way I think, or have things changed for the better? <laughs> no, no, they haven't changed for the better, and it's, it's disappointing but expected. Um, the only thing that's changed is less organized. Uh, it's it's more, uh, I don't know, I, I want to say... Uh, the, the racial component has grown uh, so the in, in the house. So the is at the high watermark, in your opinion. But here's the, the, yeah. the, the thing I want to tell you. The reason that I do this and the reason that it's heartbreaking when I think about my neighbors, my family, and my friends, you spent over two decades in the military 
fighting for the ideals of freedom and the enlightenment and the American principle and Americanism. This is a fundamental right that will only affect honest people. You see, I didn't care what the gun laws were when I worked at the South Water Market when I was 14. I carried and I didn't give a rip if the government liked it or not. I was protecting my life in a ghetto. And we're going to all be forced to be criminals if they try to neuter our ability to protect ourselves and our family. And that's a terrible position to be in. That's why we have unalienable rights. Why is this so hard to reason? Oh, I, I think it's uh, special interest groups, uh, a lot of do-gooders. People think that um, they're, they're not willing to address the real issues of the crime in, in, in Illinois, Chicago particularly. I don't, I don't live up there, so I don't know who their constituents are. But it seems to me that they're more concerned about criminals and, and coddling criminals than they are protecting uh, the real uh, legal you know, gun owners and, and, and you know, everyday people. I mean, it's just a shame. You know, we, 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 we sit on the House floor and, and we, we mourn the loss of, of, of another Chicago police officer murdered in the line of duty. And, and yet nobody's willing to hear my bill that would uh, reinstate the death penalty for killing a law enforcement officer. I mean, I, I'm just, I just sit there stunned. Maybe if you call it in a criminal abortion, you'll throw their circuits off because you'll have worked in the word that they all support the murder of absolute innocence. Maybe they'll be willing to use that word with the murder of absolute guilt. What do you think? Uh, it's worth a try. I mean, I'm... I'm call it the I'm law not, enforcement you know, officer abortion bill. I'm telling you. You will get some of these morons to check yet. Yes on it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next Tuesday. May have to change the title of my bill. The reality is, um, as you and I are talking right now, there is a Twitter. There are numerous Twitter handles and that trace back to Chicago street gangs. Chicago street gangs show themselves with the. They open the trunks of their cars and they have weapons out the wazoo. Guns you and I have never even seen and. I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming you're a gun guy, being that you're in the Army for 25 years. Handguns with yes, the, the clip like the Tommy gun. I mean, I, I watch it all the time. They really don't give a jack what's going on in Springfield by these Mike Madigan puppets. Why no, can't people figure part. this out? I, it, it's beyond me because we point it out almost every day. And, and you know... We know that you know government's watching everything we do. I, you know, we talk about TikTok, but hell, you know they're watching everything we do. They're seeing everything we post. Why, why the why the good uh, folks in Chicago won't come down on these gang bangers and these illegal guns? Uh, there's nothing that they're doing about straw purchases, enhancing penalties for people that use a gun in the commission of a crime. And, and and it's it's baffling. I mean, it is absolutely baffling. Somebody's getting paid. Dan, I've got a clip, and I'm so glad you talked about this. I've got a clip from a guy who was in government, and his name is Whitehead. And what he basically says is very similar to what Snowden said. He says that the government is capable of spying on each and every one of us second to second, minute to minute. They are in our phone, they are in our TV, the whole nine yards, the drones and everything else. How could it be, in your expert military opinion, how could it be that we can't shut down these street gangs? It's, it's, it, 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 in Illinois, it seems to come down to money. I mean, that's follow the money. We follow seems the money. It seems like the government Madigan. protects them to me. 
I think Kim yeah. Fox and the Chicago Democrats and the Democrats in general are protecting the supply chain of the Sinaloa cartel and the Mexican drug lords. And I think they are reaping the benefits. I do. How else could you yeah. explain it? I mean, failure is their benefit. They like when things fail. They get to come in and pretend to know something. But how could you explain this? This is trillions of dollars. Trillions. And the banks can't yeah. figure it out. But if you and I deposit over 600 if I say, hey, Dan, I like you. Here's 600 for my PayPal. I get audited. I mean, what the hell's going on, Dan? That's it. No, that's a, it's, a, it's a huge, huge mystery because you can't. I mean, you walk into the bank and you want to put money in the bank. Uh, you know, the IRS is looking at all of us. What? The, how does somebody drive around in a new BMW or an Audi or whatever and Escalade with no visible means of support? How does somebody live in a in a three bedroom, you know, townhouse with no visible means of support? How does that happen? Well, I mean, you and I both know the answer. There's an entire underbelly yeah. that is allowed to thrive in Democrat sewers. That's why they live there. But there's something I'd be interested in. What about pro- proposing a bill? Has this ever been talked about in the Freedom Caucus? That you cannot take any money, and if you do, you, you open yourself up to an immediate audit. If any money you receive is from a drug dealer, known gang member, known drug trafficker, known felon, you can't receive money from one of these people without a forensic audit of your campaign coffers. Do you think that bill would pass in Illinois? Oh, I probably would never get out of the rules committee, which is kind of inside baseball. No, it'll, it'd never make it into a committee, let alone get a hearing let alone pass and be heard on the floor of the House or the Senate. And then we're, you know, then that's then the last step is signed into law. No. And, and there's no interest in that. I don't, it, it, it baffles me that we are not going after the true root cause of crime, and that's criminals. We need to go after criminals, not law-abiding citizens. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be refreshing, Dan? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting how we talk about all of the things we're restricted to do, all of the things we're restrained to do. Yet politicians face none of those restraints. I mean, I know you do because you're not on the right side of the crime syndicate. However, there's, uh, there's different ways to kind of work this, but yet it all goes through this rules committee, and you refer to it as inside baseball. How many Illinoisans do you think know how this mafia runs? And from being somebody who spent your life working and being an honest man all of your life, when you're, you're experiencing it, do you sometimes sit back in amazement at how brilliant the mafia members were to construct such a Rube Goldberg system of corruption? Yeah, no, it, it, it is a very carefully constructed and, and, and controlled uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. I, I, you know, I'm in my third term, so I'm starting my fifth year, and I'm, I, I kind of relish the, the conversations I'm having with freshmen and the, you know, they come in, eyes wide open, they just ran a campaign, and they're all about cleaning up Springfield and balancing the budget and taking care of you know, the, 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 the disadvantaged in Illinois and the people that really need our help. And then after a couple months, we're now here we are a couple of months into our session, and I, you know, I ask them, well, how's it going? <laughs> they go, never, uh, <laughs> never imagined. How never imagined it would be like this. Dan, can I ask you a question? Mike Madigan, it seems to be in a little bit of trouble, but he'll never do a day in jail. I don't even think he'll see a courtroom. Can I ask you a question? Mike Madigan has a son, doesn't he? Uh, I'm not real. Yes, he does. He, he, as I recall, his son was also an attorney or was working in the government somewhere. 
He's I, a lobbyist. I, I remember reading about it. He's a lobbyist. lobbyist. There it is. Little okay. Dick Durbin has a wife, unpleasant though she may be, and she has a unique lobbying firm. It can only technically work in Illinois. And her one of her biggest clients was the city of Naperville. Yet Naperville oh, seemed to get a lot of federal money. Has there ever been a correlation against maybe having a bill forward that the relatives, the spouses, the fruit of the loins of an Illinois politician should maybe not be a bag man called lobbyist in this day and age? What do you think? Is that something you think would yeah. fly in Illinois? Oh, yeah, well, it's part of the uh, ethics reform uh, package, the bills that, that we've put forward to, to that, you know, when we're talking about ethics reform in Springfield, the Republicans are. And, uh, yes, that's part of it. I mean, you, you're, you know, and we have it in, at the federal level, and it's not just Democrats. I mean, oh, you look at in people fact, like, Durkin's brothers are lobbyists, the meatheads. I mean, right now they're at Gibson's tipping people with money they never made. But their brothers are, <laughs> are, are, are all a lobbyists, too. So you're right. This is a bipartisan scandal. In fact, wasn't Pat Brady? Not the big, stupid-looking one. That's Bill Brady. Pat Brady, his nitwit, That's I think it's his cousin, but who the hell cares? Was it, isn't he a lobbyist now? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you can go, even, go up even more. I mean, you go, who's Mitch McConnell married to? I mean, this, this system is corrupt. We've got to stop it. Yeah. It's dragging us down. We see, the, you know, we see what's going on, particularly in Illinois. And, folks, I mean, downstate, they're voting with their feet down here they're moving they're moving out jobs are going people are going families are going the folks that are leaving are taking i think i read about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar average income versus the folks that are coming in that are you know in the 35 to forty thousand. yeah yeah we're losing we're and we're well, Dan, losing the on behalf of the illinoisans who know who you are just from who you who you've been your whole life i want to say thank you for everything and I wish you the best of luck. But if you ever come to your senses, you call me up. I'll set you up in Florida. But the other thing is, I want you to take a joke back to your I got two district. brothers. I got two brothers down there. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you tell, tell me where they are. I'll give them a good cigar store. In the meantime, I've got a joke you could take back to District 89. What do okay, Mitch McConnell's wife and little Dick Durbin's wife have in common? Who? They, uh, they both think orgasm is a planet next to Pluto. So they may be rich, but they have no idea what real fun is, Dan. In the meantime, Dan Calkins, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. You have an open forum. Anytime you want to come in and name a bill, something creative, so the moron Democrats will vote for it, you give me a call. I'll help you. Okay? Thank you. I, I, I'm always looking for good ideas. Thank you very much, Dan Calkins, District 88. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. That has to be a very difficult position. Honest politician in the sewer of corruption, Springfield. Woo-wee. Then you gotta you gotta pretend the guy leading the Senate is anything other than a hand puppet for Madigan or a man, as I think he's notable for beating up his girlfriends, right? Tough guy. Chris Walsh, you're as stupid as you look, too. Mark Weiermiller. Hey, it's Mark Weiermiller. Uh, I'm calling on a serious note. I attended the funeral yesterday for uh, Chicago police officer Andre Martinez Lasso, and it was quite the scene out there. Thousands of police officers. Did you get a parking uh, ticket? The was wrote, 
Uh, no, no, and I, I don't know what the deal was. I had a legal spot about four blocks away. The Department of Finance, separate subject, they should just void those tickets, uh, and that Department yeah. of Finance chairman should be fired. But uh, Someone's uh, got to make the money for the ghetto. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we had several thousand police officers outside just standing at attention. I was standing fairly close when they brought the casket out. They played uh, on Amazing Grace on bagpipes. I mean, it was just, I don't know if anybody saw it on TV, but I just want to call in and, you know, give our thoughts out again. It's, uh, yeah. any, any update Andre on Martinez. the illiterate, on the illiterate street gang scum lowlife roach that shot him? How's he doing? Anybody kill yeah, him? Yeah, I guess he prison? was shot, but I heard that he's, he's recovering. Oh, did he have uh, his Blue Cross and Blue Shield card on him? Or are we going to get stuck with the bill for saving that third world D student Roach's life? Like your earlier guest said, he, you know, they probably should have the death penalty for people that that shoot cops. And that's why I miss the old timers in Melrose Park. He never got in the ambulance. Thank you very much, Mark Weimler. What a what a sick, twisted society this is. The kid dies. The good guy. The bad guy. Lives, we get stuck with two hundred thousand in the in the medical bill, and then he's going to go to prison for what eight years, and his crooked ass will be out voting for Democrats again. Welcome to Chicago, Rich Indian Head Park. Hey Sean, how are you tonight? I'm a little frustrated, but I'm good. Uh, first thing I want to say before I forget is just uh, after the show, go and relax and enjoy your weekend. Oh, I'm having going to have the time and- of my life. I'm taking my. Yeah, good. we're going to have a good time, good. taking everybody out. Yep. All right. So uh, what I wanted to say, and we talked about this before, by raising the interest rates, uh, inflation is going to go down. But if they keep raising it, unemployment's going to go up. So how is Biden going to explain this to the American people when the unemployment goes up? Because uh, he's been blaming that the unemployment by raising, rate is the lowest. By raising, what kind of lies is he going to come up with? By raising the interest rates. It will do nothing right. but, but stop the, the people's ability to purchase things. They yeah. believe that in controlling the consumption, you can control the price. They are wrong. They have been wrong every time they try it. They're selling a philosophy that is wrong. The only way we solved the inflation in the 80s was not by raising interest rates. They were already high when Reagan took office. The way that we solved that is we, un, we unencumbered the working man. We lowered his taxes, we pulled back the regulations, and we let those Mm -hmm. son-of-a-guns roll. And that created what was known as the yuppie. There has never been a Democrat yuppie. Because nobody's up and coming that isn't in the government mafia. The government is operating a three-card Monty. They employ nearly 23 million people, and they call it full employment. It is a fracking scam and a lie. And anybody who can read can understand it. The, the problem, the real problem is we've got college graduates that still have a hard time reading because they've infiltrated our education system. It's a diabolical problem. For instance, Rich, no one is going to read the real scandal of the SVB bank collapse. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about 23 is a transitional year. I mean, I'm, I'm happy 22 is over. I mean, the second half of 22 was, was very, very tough because it was really hard to predict exactly what was going to be happening. And as we saw towards the end of 22, we kind of felt that that bottoming out. We've kind of felt that is the F or I'm sorry, the SVB CEO. His name is Becker, and he sold three hundred and twenty million dollars in stock. How long ago, honey, bunny? Two weeks ago, 
Two weeks ago, the CEO dumped $36 million in stock. Excuse me. $36 million in stock. Two weeks ago. And he's not going to go to jail. Oh, no. And the people who invested, the people who had their money in that bank, got Sangul. I'll be back. Take your calls after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The part that aggravates me, this is not capitalism. This is cronyism. This is corruption. This is corporatism. Turns out that he was also, Greg Becker, he was the head of the San Francisco Federal Reserve. The director, I should say. The director of the San Francisco Federal Reserve. Sold $3.6 million in stock less than, less than two weeks ago. 13 hours ago, was telling people, don't, get, don't, don't worry, don't worry. It's all right. People were pumping and dumping this stock like Jim Cramer. The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial, don't you want? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had mistakenly concerned about. SVB and Silk Silk They were mistakenly, I can't, I can't talk stupid, New York swindler. They were, they were, they were what? What did he say, this stupid son of a dog? The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial, don't you want? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had mistakenly concerned about. They have been mistakenly concerned about. $175 billion in deposits as recently as December. At a last conference, the former San Francisco Fed director, Federal Reserve Director of San Francisco, said this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about 23 is a transitional year. I mean, I'm, I'm happy 22 is over. I mean, the second half of 22 was, was very, very tough because it was really hard to predict exactly what was going to be happening. And as we saw towards the end of 22, we kind of felt that that bottoming out. We've kind of felt that we were kind of at that, that lower point. And lower point does not mean, very important, that we're going to automatically see a big rise or a big improvement, right? What we, what we are expecting to see in 23, first half, actually in venture capital, actually a little bit more of a decline, okay. even than what we saw in the fourth quarter. But the second half was going to kind of create that, that modest improvement and really set the stage for a better, better 24. So, so we're, we're optimistic because our crystal ball is a little clearer than it was in okay. the third quarter last year. How is it clearer? Um, is, do you think that you have a better idea of what the Fed is going to or not going to do? And I know that um, you've seen an uptick in debt financing, right, mm-hmm. versus yeah, equity absolutely. financing. What happens to a lot of your customers, startups, if interest rates move higher or stay at high levels? Yeah, maybe to talk about like why that that crystal ball is a little uh, clearer than it yeah. was, right? I, I think about it in three ways. Um, for that, you know what? As he's saying this, it's all bulldung, and he knows it. That clarity, you need kind of three things, right? So the first thing is you need public markets, huh. right, to kind of stabilize. So while we're not, that's that's Wall Street speech for more pigeons in my Ponzi scheme. I need more pigeons there yet. We certainly think in the first half there's going to still be more volatility. We're getting closer to that. When you look at multiples, right, when you look at software multiples and so forth, they're kind of getting actually a... It's so technical. It's like algorithms instead of just front running. Right, Ken Griffin? You moron. Slightly below where the historical average was. That's a good thing. Second thing, when you think about interest rates, we don't need interest rates to decline. We just need them actually to kind of slow down or pause. And we think... 
because those interest rate increases were still more profit. But it's not enough when you're running a fraud. We're getting close to that. And the third thing is you need expectations, right, to match up with performance. And so we haven't seen that yet. That's the one that's a little more. more (laughs) I expect you not to shutter your doors because of failure. Hey, hey, dummy, what are your expectations? This is a guy who, when he took over, the stock was over $200 with a high of $600. It's now worth Gatsangul. Matt Gates was really interrogating a bag man because I'm sure I'd like to know if SVB Bank hired lobbyists like this scoundrel. I do not represent Pfizer. I do not know, You're, you're a principal of the Rabin Group, right? No, I, that, that is correct. I, I okay, mean, well, I Mr. Chairman, sorry. I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the clients of the Rabin, Rabin sure. Group, which include Pfizer. Without objection. Not just Pfizer, but Google as well. And in response to the Twitter files, we saw a statement come from the FBI where they said correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional, long-standing, and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements. Are there such engagements between the FBI and Google? When you say such engagements, sir, I don't quite... Does follow. Google engage with the FBI, Mr. Williams? I don't work for either Google or the FBI, no, sir. I, so gosh, I I'd, I'd have to again point you to your own client list that you advertise on your own website, which includes Google. Does it surprise you that at the Raven Group's website, Pfizer and Google are clients? It does not surprise me, sir. Check out the Raven Group squirrel on your little uh, hand pilot there. Raven Group. And I want to know is if Silicon Valley Bank, who was their lobbyist? I'd be very interested in that. How about you, Mark and Oaklawn? Hey, Sean, how you doing? Aggravated. These swindler banks. Well, you know, you think because about this. this will now this will now be a check mark against capitalism, with the, which these scoundrels have never practiced for the last seventy years. Go ahead. You know, it's almost like uh, you, you think of our deficit in our country thirty thirty one trillion dollars and growing constantly, and and the banks and the Federal Reserve Bank, they're all in on this. There's no collateral. You think about the even well, the uh, derivatives that they had years director. ago. That's a Federal Reserve director who went to become the head of the bank and lied through his frickin' teeth every time he opened his mouth. You know, Sean, they use these derivatives as a way of uh, uh, selling them to other banks so they can get more uh, collateral on their books, like their assets. And, and, you know, since they got rid of Glass-Fiegel back in uh, during Bill Clinton's days and then George Bush went along with it, it's like a casino. All these banks are casinos. They just uh, throw the money out there, and and uh, you know, and the people, the, the Bushes and the the people will pay. And you know what? The Bushes and the Clintons, they've been a cabal group since a long time. They were running drugs through uh, Mena, Arkansas. H. None Bush of this, and Clinton. None of this has anything to do with capitalism. It will all be used as an excuse to give more power Stealing. to the same corrupt bastards that created Stealing it. And past Dodd-Frank, yeah. we've got 23 million people that work for the government. Nobody knew about it. And this is somehow going to be a reflection of free market capitalism. We're anything but. And this is the perfect storm for the government to clamp down on their corruption yet again and blame the honest man who will lose Sean, all his money because this corrupt bastard isn't going to lose a cent. Sean, keep telling the truth because you're the only one. You're the real voice out there. Love you. I love you right back. Thank you, brother. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, there's blood in the water. You know, I, I heard a report on Fox News this afternoon that the Mexican president has so much contempt for the U.S. government 
He's telling Mexican nationals in the U.S. to vote for Democrats to punish Republicans for trying to get tough with the Mexican drug cartels. I, I, this is I, how little I, he thinks of our so-called government. I'd like to know how much of that cartel money is in Obador's coffer. You see a guy, well, a Mexican politician in a $5,000 suit. You see a propagandist for the cartels. That's all Obador is. He doesn't fool me. Thank you very much. It's just pathetic to listen to them lie. This was 13 days ago or 13 hours ago, honey, buddy. 13 hours ago, he was telling everybody to calm down. Cloudy, but the first two, we think, in the first half, maybe this summer, are going to come into balance. And when that happens, that's the stability that we expect is going to kind of, kind of create that, that floor. Mm-hmm. Now, you know who you give a bad name to, you rat bastard? My friend, who is my banker. You give a bad name to good people trying to do honest things for honest people. Like Pan American Bank, like Signature Bank. Honest people who have to hire people just to deal with regulators. But I'm going to guess a regulator never went in Silicon Valley Bank because we heard what the sponsors of the government were doing. The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial. Don't you want this company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been stakely concerned about. SVB is the old Silicon. Jim Cramer should be arrested with the head of SVB Bank. You do have an incredible view into this. Approximately half of all VC investment dollars throughout the economy eventually flow back into deposits at yep. SVB. Um, what makes you confident on that valuation piece? We have this debate a lot on Tech Check and throughout the network. What is the right level? Do we go back to post-pandemic levels or further back when we were in a time of higher interest rates? A lot of the companies and your customers of the last decade have yep. been raised on growth, 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 and not exactly profitability and free money. Well, uh, profitability is the name of the game. People yeah. are talking about it pretty much, you know, consistently every interaction we have. But Now, I'd see- like to get back to the interview, Toots, but I have to sell some stocks because when, since we started talking on your financial news network, my stock upticked. Let me unload my garbage so you keep buying it, you frecking Ponzi scheme artist. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Wow. Jan Tchaikovsky's husband. I think this is what he sings himself to sleep with every night. Wolf. In the meantime, Silicon Valley Bank had a little niche. A niche. You know what they like to do, Squirrel? Oh, you wouldn't believe this. They uh, invested in wineries. Oh, they did. I wonder if they invested in the Stinky Hammer winery owned by Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi. I wonder if the Pelosi shorted that stock. Boy, that would be very, very interesting. I wonder if the Nancy Pelosi's had a position or a loan from the Silicon Valley Bank. I'd like to see the loans they've given out in the last, say, 30 days when they knew that they were absolutely full of guts on ghoul. I wonder. In the meantime, so does somebody else. James in Schomburg. Hey, yeah, two points about uh, compromised uh, three-letter uh, government agencies and, uh, and that scumbag Kramer. You know, you wonder if the SEC is going to go back, like you just said. Start looking at uh, who sold off that stock, shorted it, and uh, Pelosi, Feinstein, the whole, the whole bunch out there. You know they shorted the stock and sold out what they even had. You know it. They were all in on it. Former director of the scumbag, San Francisco Federal Reserve. This is the guy. Yeah. Oh, and they and a, a major Democrat con, con, contributor. You know it. Oh. It's all inside. 
They're all in. And I just, I'd love to see that exposed, but I don't have any confidence in the SEC anymore to even expose them and arrest <laughs> these scumbags. My favorite but part is you got, And you got Kramer, too. Kramer's another scumbag. I remember him having a meltdown, like a, a, a child temper tantrum about people not getting vaccinations. For the COVID yeah. vaccinations and Boy, wearing hope, the mask. I hope, I hope that the, air temperature. I hope that the former head of the San Francisco or former director of the San Francisco Fed and the head of SVB Bank, I hope he was vaccinated, this lying roach scumbag. Thank you very much, James. Oh my word. Think about what we're what we're talking. I mean, you're talking about tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people just lost their ass. And he knew it. And he sold $3.6 million of his own shares in the company when he had the information to know that the bank was full of garbage. And he went on a financial show and told people it was fine. Think about it. What's, what drives valuations, right? So it's the growth rate of the business, mm-hmm. right? It's the margins that you have, the sustainability of the, the uh-huh. business model themselves. And all three of those are actually in, in better shape than you've seen in other cycles. So we think it's going to go back to pre-pandemic. So whether it's mm-hmm. 17, 18, maybe 19, but certainly not 20 and, and 21. We don't, I mean, I don't see that coming back for a long time, maybe, maybe ever. Okay. But And he looks like he gets his hair done at the same beauty parlor as Jim Cramer. Valley Bank recently bought one of our favorite research firms, Boffett Nathanson, and it's become less dependent upon private equity and venture capitalist offerings. Wait a second. Those tried up last year, they could come back. Yes, some of them come back here with the stock directly affects an oversold position. Stock was the- See, you can lie as you're a congressman. You can lie as you're a senator. But you can't lie when you're giving advice in finance. You, my friend, are a Ponzi scheme asset. And a whore. Who will come to the rescue? I know. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. It's Fartman to the rescue. Don't feed him. He'll solve all your problems. He's the perfect political whore. He'll make sure that the public bails out these multi, multi, multi millionaires. Fartman to the rescue. Swalwell is on the case. He can stink up any room of any size and soil any pair of underpants. Michael in Chicago. Michael, I teed it up. For oh, hey, Sean. You, hey. You, all right. hey, thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Hurry up. Hurry up. Hey, so they should really work on getting a freedom of information request for all the calls between the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, all the, all the executives Ooh. of that company. You mean the phone like calls and the text messages? About- I love that. Maybe we can have Fartman do it for us. I went long. Sorry, Michael. I love you. I didn't mean to hang up on you. Be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. How did we get here? Something we saw under Barack, he likes big butts and he can't at lie Obama. How do so many people buy this Marxism part do? It's just a regurgitation of Marx and Engels, Communist Manifesto. It's just this simple regurgitation of the Bolsheviks. 10% of the population, the once great country of Russia, turns into the Soviet Union. How do we get here? And it's because of the schools. What comes out of these schools is not just the product you see in the ghettos, 
that's destroying the peace and tranquility of life. But it's the product you see as it demands that we continue to vote for a disguised mafia led by the Democrat Fourth Reich. Who else could turn us over to Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset? The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. Now, who buys that? Are the products of our schools, the children. They buy it. Who would bend knee? Who would take the position of the communist Cuban dictators? Who would take it? People have to understand we're in a, we're in a totalitarian surveillance state right now. Everything you're doing is being watched. From your television set to your cell phone, everything. Street cameras, your emotions now can be read on street cameras. The drones now fly more overhead. They're picking up uh, your facial recognition from two miles up. The FBI has admitted they can watch you at any point they want to from your cell phone and through your laptop. People don't realize that uh, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft actually work with the 17 intelligence agencies of the federal government in maintaining their intelligence cloud. That's basically where we're at, and I'm not sure we can get out of it now. I don't know how we would, because uh, with the way people are being programmed, and they're being programmed uh, through their teachers in the schools to accept all this, basically. Go back and read Orwell's 1984. It shows you where the rebel ends up, getting his head banged and electrified by the government agents. Who is supporting government supremacy? The kids, the products of the indoctrination system. Why didn't Betsy DeVos get rid of the Department of Education? If anybody could get rid of it, it would have been Betsy DeVos DeVos and Trump. But Betsy DeVos was a government supremacist herself, a liar and a fraud. Her brother, the recipient of the first trillion dollar contract by government. They changed the name of the company, but government supremacy, none the same. My next guest is the founder and the president of the United States Parents Involved in Education, USPIE. Yuspi, Uspi, she's going to tell me what it is. She's been on numerous times. Her name is Sherry Few, and her mission is to end the Department of Education and all federal education mandates. Sherry, how are we doing on our mission that unfortunately has turned my country into the Fourth Reich? Well, good evening, Sean. I'm so pleased to be on again, and we are U.S. Pi. <laughs> U.S. Pi, all right. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to remember that parents are the most important piece of the pie, kind of corny, but that might help you remember that we are U.S. pie. But so I, know, I agree with ahead. you, and I love this mission. I do, but tell me how we look. Well, you know, I think that things are not looking too good for government schools, um, for actually for parents and children and taxpayers in our country, because the government schools are steady indoctrinating children. They deny that they're doing it. The federal government is pushing it with incentives with federal dollars. The Biden administration has just doubled down on the whole critical race theory, equity um, vision that they have for our country, the Marxist critical theories. And, you know, it's, it's a mission that we've had for seven years to close the U.S. Department of Education and end all federal education mandates. Because we understand that that's where the nefarious pedagogies are generated from. And we want to restore parental and local control of education. And, you know, that's, that's not even the end of it, uh, but that's where we're headed. Has the Department of Injustice, the Inquisition, has the Department of the Inquisition, often referred to as the Department of Justice, deemed you domestic terrorists yet? 
Not yet, thank you. But one of our, um, as you know, our Illinois Pie president has had a really hard time. He was um, actually um, withheld by the FBI when traveling um, on, you know, on an airline. And so there's there's some news forthcoming about that. I'm not able to discuss it yet, but. Terry yeah. Newsom, yes, he, he he sends me, he keeps me texts. He's a, he's a, he has my personal number and he updates me often. But you know, I said it in a in it was a half-hearted jest. But the reality is, what is your advice? Because I, I'm going to tell you what mine is, and then you tell me what you think. My advice okay. has been since the beginning of COVID, undeniable, and even before that, as myself and my wife practiced working numerous jobs to send our kids away from government indoctrination camps. I realized the stupidity and the corruption in them decades ago. But the reality is that what we see today, circa 2023, I feel you have but one answer and one answer only, and that is to pull your kids out of government schools and homeschool them. That's my answer. What's yours? I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, in, in the movie that you and I have talked about before that we produced, Truth and Lies in American Education, one of our cast, Alex Newman says it like this. He says, get your kids out like the building is on fire. So it's an urgent thing. You don't, you, you know, I, I love that parents are speaking out at school board meetings and running for school board and all that. And we encourage that because we really want to stop what's happening because we know the masses are being educated in the government schools. But for parents and grandparents that love their children, and you know they do, they cannot subject them to this abuse. What is happening in government schools is child abuse. They have to get their kids out. And homeschooling is the best option because then you have 100% control over what your child learns. There are other options. There are still some good private and Christian schools, but you have to do your homework because some of them have bought in to the Marxist theories as well and because they're accepting federal dollars. So, yes, homeschooling is the best option. But there's some other models that are looking interesting, too, um, you know, these cottage schools where some of these teachers that are fed up with the system are getting out and uh, families are coming together and hiring a teacher to do sort of the old-fashioned um, one-room schoolhouse. And they're hiring the teacher collectively as families to uh, teach their children. So there are some new interesting models coming out, but absolutely, you've got to get your kids out. I have become friends with a um, Von Mises intellectual somebody who is active, who writes books. And they have uh, taken upon themselves, along with Hillsdale College, there are numerous institutions that are starting kind of a homeschool program. Is U.S. Pi starting a uh, homeschool program? Because now with the way technology works, it's extremely easy. And this has been something that has been the answer since before it was easy. Isn't this something that... um, Groups should come together who believe in the principles of Americanism and kind of provide an alternative to the government schools because the reality is there are people in our society that think it's easy to just turn your kids over to the daycare center. They know it's full of nonsense. We have two uh, two morons running for, for a mayor in Chicago, and their answer is to turn your kids over to the government school in which has produced 7% of the kids that can read by the time they graduate high school. Uh, is, is, is Should we not be... On, offering this alternative and start post-haste like yesterday? Well, I agree. And there are some good organizations, like some that you've mentioned. There's a, another one called Freedom Project Academy. Uh, Dr. Duke Testa, who's also a cast member in our film, 
um, is the headmaster of this online school. It's a, an excellent school. I think they even have a waiting list because they're doing so well. So there, there are a lot of good groups that are doing it. U.S. Pi is not doing it because we are truly grassroots. We are, you know, we encourage it. We provide resources. We like to connect people. We like to publish education policy. But the fact that we only have two part-time employees and they only work 10 hours a week each, <laughs> we are all volunteers, sincerely, Sean. We are so passionate about what we're doing. We just don't have the resources to do what you're suggesting. But we can point people to those kinds of resources. And so, yeah, and the other thing I think that's really missing is I believe churches ought to be engaged in this. I think churches ought to be starting schools, and they ought to have benevolence programs for families who can't afford private schools. You know, well, the, Catholic, the Catholics have tried this. This is where I send my kids, and the, the sad reality, the sad fact is they've been infiltrated by the same forces that are um, destroying our our nation. If you look at the, who is in charge of the Catholic Church now, he's a communist, socialist, whatever right. the hell he is. But um, well, my my kids are out of those school systems. They're they're older than than that now. But my the my youngest uh, had to face this in the last year of COVID. Luckily, she had the infrastructure mm-hmm. of family to save her. But the reality is, most people don't. I um I had a uh, a mayor's race example. I want to play for you to give you an idea of how far you go when you vote for the lesser of two evils. Less than a month ago before Chicago elects its next mayor, and both candidates continue to present their vision for Chicago. For the second time this week, the two men looking to be Chicago's next mayor took center stage together, this time at DuSable Black History Museum and Education Center. I'm running to bring the type of leadership to the fifth floor that can... You know, that can change the dynamic. If we're going to have a better, stronger, safer Chicago, we have to do what safe American cities do around this country. And that's invest in people. Both Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis fielding numerous questions on several different topics facing the city. On crime? You've got to open the schools and you've got to find safe and secure places and work study opportunities for that. For so the- now what we know is that the Chicago public schools, their answer is to take the criminals who are running amok the kids who are carjacking people, robbing people, shooting people, and put the good kids in school with those kids, and that'll fix crime. This is the kind of stupidity when the reality is you have to remove your kids from the situation, and I wouldn't want any good kids going to school with the gangster disciples or whatever street name they give themselves. Um, The gangs have taken over the public schools in big cities, Sherry. Uh, Shouldn't the law get involved in schools and maybe make them safe places by arresting the gangbangers who have turned them into prisons without bars? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been one of the biggest problems. I think even in in rural communities or, you know, not big states like yours here in South Carolina where I live is that they've removed discipline altogether. And that happened decades ago. You're you're not allowed to make a child, um, you know, feel bad about themselves. So you can't discipline them. And everybody gets the same grade, and it's it's ridiculous. And that's what that's the reason our schools are so out of control when it you know comes to crime. I mean, kids that are committing crimes in schools should be arrested, and that's the bottom line. It, it, that's a ridiculous notion that those candidates that interviewed that you played, you know, to try to think that they're going to yeah, be better good, kids if you put them in with good kids. The Law and Order candidate has the idea of taking the gang banging scumbags pretending that they're just school kids and putting good kids in it, which is just a cycle of condemning failure 
um, to this Lord of the Flies system we have now. And this is the good guy. So what are the states? You're involved in this. I know you're not from Illinois, and I know you have this organization that has grown leaps and bounds. You have the documentary out. Are there states that are actually improving education? And if so, which ones are they? Well, I don't know that any scores are out yet as far as improving. What we've seen with the latest national scores that that they use to assess academic achievement is that it is a steady decline. It continues to decline ever since the Federal Department of Education was instituted. But the one thing that I point people to as far as states that are doing a good job of turning things around, and that's Florida. So Governor DeSantis has been extremely bold. He rolls out new initiatives all the time. The latest thing I heard, you, you remember the controversial law that he passed that was... Uh, Parents' Rights uh, Act. I, no, not the Parents' Rights Act. Uh, that's, that's controversial in my mind. But the one that said that you, you prohibit uh, kids K through 3 from learning about sexuality. Yeah, that's so what it's it was, called. Yeah, it's called the Parents' Rights Act. That's the law. It's often called Don't Say Gay oh, by the sorry. Democrat Mafia has named it that's Don't what Say I'm Gay. Looking for. Yeah, the liberals call the Don't Say Gay bill. You're no, right. I'm liberal. They're they're not liberal. They're, these are Marxists. These are government supremacists. And they are wordsmiths. So they took the Parents' Rights Act, which says if mm-hmm. you are if you have a child from preschool to seventh right. grade, you should not be introducing sexuality as in in their education system. And he also simultaneously with that did something that I think is brilliant and I know you do is that he made teachers have to sign their union ch- dues and he stopped making the government a facilitator of the union scheme of extorting the teachers. And he's automatically within months, I think it's 2 months, he's you've seen a massive reduction in teachers joining the the, the mafia unions. Yeah, I, I mean, he's just a trailblazer on education policy. And, and so, yeah, that's the bill I was referring to. And I think initially it was K-3, but now he's increased it to seventh grade, which is absolutely amazing. Yes. Because, you know, K-3 is common sense for most people. Uh, but raising it to seventh grade is absolutely what's needed. I've been involved with uh, fighting uh, sexuality education for 20 years. I mean, it's it's been going on a long time. It's gotten more in your face and the transgender influence and all the insidious things that are happening now are over the top. But it's been an issue for a long time, so it is a very bold initiative for DeSantis to raise that up to seventh grade. Sherry, and, I, and I, even- I, I want your opinion on something. I've, I only have a picture of you, and, and, and you're lovely. It's hard to determine your age. How old are yeah. you, um, if you don't mind me asking? You asking? I, I turned 61 this year. Okay, so you and I are, are, are pretty much the same generation. I'm, I'm just a hair younger than you. But the reality that I can't help but notice is when I see these people that are pushing this forward, um, the transgender community itself, do we have an average age of the drag queens that do want to dance? Because I can't help but notice they look as women much older than you are. Is it possible that the drag queens that want this introduction in school that are thriving in, in, in America today, who look to be all 50- and 60-year-old uh, men dressed as women, um, they were taught under an education system that you and I were. What was the age in which um, government schools started to talk sex ed to you? I believe we were in middle school, and mm-hmm. it wasn't what it was today. It was brand new. It was taught through home ec. And I remember sitting in an auditorium, uh, boys and girls all together, and we watched a puberty film. 
And that's that's. And we were we were about fourteen or fifteen years old when that happened. That's the we middle school when I went to school they didn't have that. They had grade school and high school. So the reality is, I would be fine if uh, government schools took on the the mission they had when we were kids. And you talk to kids who were fourteen years old. I don't see a problem with that. Why do you Mm -hmm. think there's a need to talk to kids who are in preschool, and first grade and second grade? Why do you think that is? Isn't that just an admission that you are brainwashing or indoctrinating children? Well, it absolutely is an admission. It has to be because kids that age aren't even thinking about those things. No. And so I think it has a lot to do with, I hate to say it, and then I know I sound wacky, but I think they're pedophiles, these people that are trying to groom these young children. Oh, I, I don't it's, think there's any, if you talk to a child about sex, you are, a, that's the definition of a pedophile. And then we would have to the, the fact that so many of these people are embroiled in pedophilia scandals. That's not, that's not a theory, that's, that's the fact. And you would also explain the massive uptick in mutilation of, of, of preteens as they are forcing their parents or forcing their parents to accept that the government is now capable of initiating sex changes. I think you'd be exactly correct. And your documentary kind of points this out. How's the documentary doing, by the way? Oh, it's doing really well. Uh, we're so excited. We're doing screens, all, screenings all over the country. It's a great response. People are seeing the film and then going and ordering four or five copies so they can get it to other people. And, you know, that's our goal is to get it in the hands of every freedom-loving American. And like I've said to you before, Sean, it's not just parents that have kids in government schools, but every freedom-loving American needs to see this film, become educated, and join the fight to stop it because our country's freedom is at risk. And that's what the bottom line is for these people, is they want to change our form of government into a communist form of government, and they're, they're well on their way to doing that. We've got to sound the alarm, and our film really lays out the reasons that education is at the core of all of it. You know, there's lots of important issues that all of us are fighting, um, you know, abortion and gun, you know, Second Amendment rights, all important. Now, the film can be seen on Salem now, so I'm going to plug my company. Why don't you plug your film? What's the title of the film? It is truthandlivefilm.us. She is Sherry Few. She is the founder and president of the United States Parents Involved in Education, U.S. Pi. Sherry, thank you, as always, for making yourself available. All right. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I cannot believe it's Friday. I'm disgusted that it's Friday. You know, when I take on these people, I take them on for the good people. When I take on transgender, the agenda of the ridiculousness it's not because i have anything against these people who dress like women it's preposterous but i don't really give a rip i find it comical but what about the women they intimidate what about the women like my the women that raised me the women that are the fruit of my loins the women i've loved the women i'm related to i take them on for that i take them on for the honest women same way when i take on the Nazis and their foreign policy. I take them on for all my uncles that fought the Nazis, that changed their life, that slept to the end of their lives as old men screaming for what they had to do for America. Take on the union thugs. Take them on for my brother, my father, my relatives who were shaken down by these union mafia dons. But, you know, you have these examples around you, but for some reason we're getting lost because 
we're not willing to take them on. I think we need to be willing to take them on. So I played a clip yesterday of a, of a two-bit gangster, a fat ass, sits on his ass, makes half a million dollars a year, shaking down guys that make 30 grand, taking a piece, pretending to be Shea Rivera. It's a fraud. He's nothing but a thug. And I proved it. Here's yesterday. UPS feeder driver makes 35000 If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. Oh, I, I know him because I negotiate the contract. So I say, I say one thing to you. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what job have you committed or have you, have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, we don't force them. Senator, you've asked the question. You're out of line. Let him answer Actually, the question. Actually, I haven't. And no, don't tell me I'm out of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you, you, you frame. Don't tell me. You I'm frame, you frame, frame, you frame. You intimidate. Hey, stupid. I worked in these shops, you frackin' scumbag lying fraud. You intimidate, you extort, and then you take their dues. You make half a million a year, the guys make 35 grand. And I'm watching what you're doing, because you're doing it again. You know, we've got the biggest, biggest battle on our hands with this company. This company is having record profits, and they're treating our members like And look, we've made it clear that we will not be working beyond August 1st without a contract. Now, everybody said... Now, UPS... I have a personal friend of mine that UPS made a multi-multi-millionaire. I have a relative that UPS made a millionaire. He still works there. Started on the truck, worked their way up. They're the first company to give stock. They offered. You could buy it or you didn't have to. The ones that did made millions. They started on the freaking truck. How many millionaires have the union made? Zero. Gats on goal. They teach them how to, how to, how to, be part of the problem, not the solution. They disincentivize achievement and they shake them down. Make half a million a year, this fat ass fraud. We did great for the sanitation members. Those guys stood strong. They stood shoulder to shoulder. That's all it got done. Make no mistake about it. We are going to do the same for UPS. You're going to do the same thing. You turn the workers into slaves. You turn the owners and the guys who negotiate into what? Gangsters, half-ass gangsters themselves. This is an old game. And they hide under the Democrat Party. And the people who partake in it pretend to be Kennedy Democrats. You, really? You're Kennedy, do you remember the Kennedy Democrats taking on the La Cosa Nostra and the Teamsters? He introduced a bill to correct abuses of big business and big labor. Opposing the bill was Jimmy Hoffa, leader of the Teamsters Union. I would be very happy. To have our legal counsel here, our legislative representative here, assisting me in spending as much time as necessary to acquaint the American people with the fact that this is a strike-breaking, union-busting bill. In my well, Mr. Hoffa, this bill is not a strike-breaking, union-busting bill. Wait a minute. Who's that talking, Squirrel? That sounds like a, that sounds like a Kennedy. That would be a Kennedy Democrat. Robert Kennedy. You're the best argument I know for it. Your testimony here this afternoon, your complete indifference to the fact that numerous people who hold responsible positions in your union come before this committee and take the Fifth Amendment because an honest answer might tend to incriminate them. Your complete indifference to it, I think, makes this bill essential. Proof beyond the shadow of a doubt that they're two-bit frackin' gangsters and may he burn in the little tin can he's buried in. Who gives a rip? Play with fire, you're going to get burned. Good for you. Only problem now is the gangsters are the politicians, and they're in bed with the same corrupt morons. And that's why 
Joe Biden always gives his speeches from union halls. That's why the teachers, I do it for my wife's aunt, who's brilliant, wanted to raise kids. When she went to the union and said the gangbangers are threatening her, they told her it's because you deserve it. Now go to school. Thankfully, she retired and she made it out. How far does it go? How far does it go? Oftentimes, I'm envious of the yes, all women mantra that we see on social media and among Hollywood elites. But as a pro-life woman that's kind of on the outside, even though I live in Los Angeles and I, too, like fashion and nail art and working out and dieting, I will never be a part of their cool crew. Because they say that they are yes, all women and they hashtag and tout it, but they are yes, all women with a very big butt. Yes, all women, but the pro-life ones. Yes, all women, but the post-abortive ones. Yes, all women, but the Down syndrome and special needs ones. Yes, all women, but the stay-at-home moms, but the nun, but the volunteer at a crisis pregnancy center. I thought of the Kardashians, too, Squirrel, when she said big butt. But what she's talking about is the bullies. Always waving the flag. The union workers. They're freaking gangsters. Listen to them. They're freaking gangsters. Stay you need to shut your guy. mouth. Yeah. Because you don't you're know what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, yeah. I did. Hold it. Yeah. Hold it. Yes, tough guy. I'm not no, afraid no, no. of physical. No, I'm the tough guy. I'm the tough I'll tell you to shut your mouth, and I'll shut your mouth. Shorten the pants, O'Brien. See, I bully the bullies. I see the scam. I call it out. You're not fooling anybody. But the people that unfortunately were educated in your mills of incompetence called your government schools. It's time to break the system. I'm not here for money. I'm here to make a dent. Because I know who the Nazis are. I know who the gangsters are. I know who the scum communists are. I know who the mafia is. It's not Italian guys sipping espresso, covering action, giving loans. It's the senators and the congressmen that are led by the dimwits who keep advocating for more fascism, more tyranny. And, uh, and on top of that, uh, the, what they're really f- focused on, I saw here, we'll g- I, I shouldn't get into all this now, but is uh, it's kind of s- surprised me. They uh, they want to make sure we don't have enough IRS agents. You know those IRS? No, Joe, I want IRS agents. I want every IRS agent we have to crawl up your ass and the 87 LLCs you're on. I want all the all the bureaucrats to crawl through the banks that are running and money laundering for Nancy Stinky Hammer Pelosi. I want it all. But I want righteousness. I want truth. I want America back, you crooked bastards. Katja, Jefferson Park. Hi, Sean. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I attended... Turning Point USA event last night at UIC with Charlie Kirk. Oh, is Charlie Kirk in town? I love that kid. Good kid. I, I, Sean, I'm telling you, I have this, I have this fire in, fire in my stomach because it gave me this, this power to fight for the city. It gave me this power to fight for this country. It gave me this power to not give up. And I know I've given up in the past, but it, it was so amazing to be there yesterday. But on top of that, um, I ran into a couple of uh, your employees from 560 AM, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to Madeline, who was so kind to me when I needed some help, because I have oh. all this material that I picked up along the way. And she goes, hey, do you want this bag? I won't need it. And it's a 560 AM branded bag that I'm using right now as I'm on my way to a store. And I figure um, 
I told her yesterday I was going to call you today and I was going to give oh, her a shout wonderful. out on she's, air. I hear she's lovely. I haven't met her personally, but I love this company. It's the only company I'd work for, bar none. I love it to death. They're good people and they don't do it for money. They do it because they want to make a dent. And I'm going to be here as long as they'll have me. Thank you very much, Kasha. I really appreciate that. Uh, Frankie, Lake County. Hey, Sean, what's up, man? You know, I used to be a union carpenter, and, uh, you know, I, re- I get really upset when I hear these union guys, you know, talk, oh, you got to vote Democrat. And, you know, I, I, don't, I never understood the mentality, but, but my grandfather told me a story when he was nine years old, the, uh, in, the, in the late 30s, the Barber's Union was ran by the syndicate, and they shot my uncle on Western Avenue. They gunned him down. Wow. And my grandfather didn't turn around when he heard, you know, his aunt yeah. say something to go home. He would have been, I would not be here because he wouldn't have been here. Well, Frankie, here. the only so, difference now is the mobsters have government pensions. The mobsters are the government, not the guys on the street corner anymore, Frankie. You know that. I got a brother that's a union carpenter, and uh, I love him to death, and I don't want to see him get shaken down. So when I fight these overlords, it's because I'm doing it for the working man, not the mafia. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Victor Bout. Victor Bout and Zelensky, party into the same song, same strippers. Woo! Oh, why not? They're all partaking in the profit of the same weapons provided by Lloyd Austin, Joe Biden, foreign policy of corruption. Tom in Blue Island, we don't have much time. What's up, kid? Hey, Sean Stittle, buddy. Um, I just called that lady called about the Charlie Kirk. uh, It wasn't a rally. I I was there last night. I'm going to tell you what. The the fighters, you, Proft, Kirk, that kid was supposed to have, 30-year-old kid, he was supposed to have Candace Owens there with him. Her flight got canceled because of the bad weather. That kid stood up there for an hour and a half. And he spoke, and then he took questions from everyone, Sean, not these, like, the clips Listen, you play of these he's scumbags. A real, he's a real good kid, and when, when he first got started, it was great. we were exchanging in the studio, and we got in an argument over tariffs. I said, ah, you're a kid. What do you know? And he's a real good kid. And every time I see him, he comes off to me. I love him to death. He's got family in the area. It was great. He's a great kid. Yeah, bless you, brother. Have a good weekend. Thank you, too. And he was promoting more restraints on china not tariffs and we had we hashed that out bob in jefferson wisconsin hey sean great as always to hear you cigars and a martini but i've got a question for you <laughs> all right no martini i'm alcohol is, free but go ahead oh sorry no well problem. the cigar is good oh, yeah. <laughs> hey what is going to be the next massive control they're going to pull after that fake control of all of our airlines and shutting down before that was the uh china virus shutdown before that was the bailing out of all the financial institutions before that was fraudulent protection of government minorities that are created for their own you want to know what the next one is i got it was the union i got it being brought up to something i mean what is going to be the next thing they're going to pull on sean climate 
climate emergency. They're going to add taxes for existing. And when we're old men, they'll be taxing people for the amount of CO2 they release. They estimate if they live to be 80. You mark my words. That will be the spear of all fascism. That will be the nail in the coffin. Gary Streamwood. Hey, how are you, Sean? Nice Good. to see you. Talk you, to you. You too, brother. Hey, I got a quick little, quick little theory you might like. All right. Uh, it's how Hunter Biden sells these paintings for all the money does. Okay. You, uh, you've heard those stories where people buy these paintings at garage sales and they have a copy of the Constitution in them and they're worth millions. Yeah. Well, obviously... Under those paintings are some classified documents you've taken over. Well, I wish they were getting value. It's just an excuse to bribe this crooked bastard, but I like the way you think, Gary. In the meantime, everybody go buy a cigar from the Elmer Cigar House. If you mention the Sean Thompson Show, 10% discount. We're having a funds raiser. Not funds of any reason other than just paying rent. Uh, We'll discuss. Come on, i I got to take two days off. I hate taking two days off. I hate it. But in the meantime, remember, during those two days, if you're in Chicago, stay low. If you see a Kia, run. It's probably stolen. Serpentine on your way to the car. Stay safe if you have to go to the ghetto. In the meantime, remember, you're an American. We win in the end, just under uh, American dark ages. But it will lift soon. Stay strong. Cue the music, squirrel. Got a special tribute for all those political prisoners from January 6th protest of the most obvious stolen office in American history. Go ahead. flag of the United States of America. and justice for all. Those were and are the political prisoners or still in prison because they protest the most obvious election theft in this country's history, referred to as January 6th, and the man who still should be president. Have a good weekend. We're going to win this. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.